It's time for the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast. And now, Ty King. Yo, yo, yo. It is the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast. Yes, you have joined us once again. Father's Day edition today, baby. You can always find me at Instagram, Win, Lose, or Tie. That's T Y E. That's where I'd rather you find me. Uh, email the show, win, lose, or tie podcast at gmail.com. We're a proud member of Let Me Know Productions, the LMK Boys. That is the Pick Four podcast with Mark Youngblood. Always good. Having said that with Landry Griffith podcast, always good. The Hate Pod now, Mark has that. And that's like a uh, interactive podcast, which I like. And um, yeah, so check those guys out. Um, also, I have a Twitter. I think it's just Ty King or Ty King Ten One Zero. Facebook. You can look me up there too. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, man. So last week, <laughs> the marathon episode with Landry Griffith got a lot of cool feedback from with Landry, and he's uh, got a cool story. And if you get time, go back and listen to that one. That was pretty fun. But today, we're going to talk about Father's Day, and we're going to talk about fathers. And so I was thought, man, you know, who, who could I have on? And there's nobody I'd rather have on because I'm not a father. So I don't even know if people would even care what I have to say. But so I, I couldn't think of anybody better than my brother, the best older brother in the world, uh, Mr. J. King. And uh, he's a dad. And here's the thing is that he can talk about being a dad and he can also talk about our dad because we have the same dad so at least we think so i want to welcome uh mr j king j king welcome to the win loser top podcast yo 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 brother <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is an honor really is yeah so thanks for having me look at you man let me look at you you're looking good man look at you gosh dang man how you look so good huh i i it's it's in the genes. <laughs> yeah, well, then we don't have the same dad so <laughs> just saying because i mean yeah, man, you're always looking good. You always, you know, dress well. I mean, so it's like, no wonder, like, a lot of my friends are like, dude, I want to be friends with your brother. None of your friends be like, hey, man, I'm going to be friends with Ty. Oh, that's not right. That's not right. No, they, they want to be friends with you, man. No, no hey, I, you know, I want to look good. It's, yeah. That's why I, I wanted to know what I needed to wear for the podcast, right? <laughs> you said, what did I need to wear? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> well, um, well, happy early Father's Day Thank to you. you. Yeah. Thank you. And, um, and, and so I do want to get into this, man, today. Let's get into Father's Day. You know, I, do, I had mom on the show. I had her on for Mother's Day. And, and, I, and let's talk about our dad, Jerry Ray King, real quick. I would love to have that on. You know, that would be great. And except for, you know, his current condition doesn't allow me to do that. It wouldn't be effective anyway. Right. And um, for the people that don't know, like, uh, you know, my, our dad has, a, he has uh, dementia. And um, he is in assisted living right now. So, but that doesn't keep, that doesn't mean that he wasn't a great dad. He's not a still still a great dad, and that we have a lot of stories about him. Absolutely, we do, we do. And I, uh, I, I and I want to back up just a little bit mm-hmm. because uh, having me on the podcast, I was thinking about this today because you know one of the things that uh, people say about us is that we sound alike. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so um, if I say something really stupid, yeah, it's just gonna- it's you. <laughs> You know what's so funny is that back in the day we uh, we would leave messages on mom's answering machine and either one of us would say our name. We'd be like, "Hey, call me back, bye," and she would never know <laughs> which one it was on the answering machine. We do have an uncanny um, similarities in our voices. I we think. do, and yes. I don't know where that 
that's in the gene. So yeah, we are brothers. I mean, I think I would think so. I think you wanted to be like me in a lot of ways, and and having the voice—that's what it was. That is, that's very, very true. And we're going to talk about your voice later because we're going to get into some of your previous uh, shenanigans that you got into earlier. But, um, but yeah, with dad's, uh, dad's condition, man, it, it, it's tough. And sometimes this is a tough subject to bring up. But you know what? I, I, I don't think so for, for this episode. Let's just, let's just tell dad stories. And I want to talk about you being a dad and dad being a dad and that kind of stuff. That's going to be great. Yeah. There's some cool stories about our dad. <laughs> Well, and a lot of times you say my dad. And I may do that on this episode once or twice. <laughs> but that'll be you saying that. No, okay, that'll, then that'll be what you, what you call me. Okay. Well, let's, um, let's, let's do this. Let's talk about dad's story a little bit. Jerry Ray King, uh, born in San Angelo. And, you know, it, this is a man that didn't have the easiest time growing up. I mean, at all. So, I mean, he, his mom and dad were, for lack of a better word, they had severe drinking issues. I mean, I think that's be fair to say. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And he didn't, um, he didn't grow up in the, the, the best of households in San Angelo with his parents. And then they got divorced, and then, but that was later on down the line. But yeah. Right. No, it was, um, you know, to hear him tell it, uh, mm-hmm. it, he witnessed a lot of abuse. Yep. I think he uh, had his share of abuse to him. Yep. Um, witnessed a lot of fights um, and stuff you just don't want to to be a part of as a as a kid and can really uh, damage damage him and you know and he um, he had to make some tough decisions and I think we're going to get into (laughs) what uh, you know what finally you know uh, drove him to to hitchhike yeah I mean at at the ripe old age of like 11 I think is what he said yep so I mean he and it's you know, I mean, you know, you've heard the story more, you know, since you're older than me. We won't say how much, but, <laughs> but you know, dad, he had a cousin that dad was in San Angelo and as a child and he had a cousin, I believe that's right. Okay. Rudell was her name. Right. And uh, that was much older, much, much older, like in his mom's age. And she lived in Olney, Texas, which is, I didn't look it up, but it's a good three hour drive, I would think. At least four right. hours, maybe. And dad kind of got fed up at 11 years old and packed a suitcase and hitchhiked. He hitchhiked, man, at 11. What to, a decision. His, uh, yeah, what a decision yeah. to make. What a decision to make. Yeah. And, um, and probably was, I mean, it was the right decision to make, but my word, man, you're 11 and you have to do that? I mean, craziness, man. I, and yeah. um, he did. He hitchhiked all that way to Alney, Texas. And uh, that's where he went to his cousin's house, and she, her name was Rudell. It's crazy. Our, our grandparents, like, <laughs> the craziest names, because Otho, right. I mean, I love that name, dude. So, that's the greatest name, but, uh, and and so, that was like mom's, you know, our granddad on my mom, on our mom's side, but also her real dad's name was Shine. Well, he went by Shine. Right. And then now we have, like, this is who we knew as our grandmother really, her name was Rudell. 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 There's nobody in the world named Rudell. Never heard it ever since. <laughs> never nope. since. And there'll never be another Rudell. Rudell no. <laughs> she was she was a character. But um and and let me tell you right now, you talk about a hard woman. Like a, a, a hard, like uh disciplinarian. And there's no way I could have lived under Rudell's house, under her roof. And dad made a choice to go there. That's right. He chose to go there. No, that's how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. now, Rudell was uh you you're right. She was one of a kind, you know, and this and her husband Claude, mm-hmm. 
and they they took that in. Yeah. They, I mean, and um, and really raised them like like their son. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot to be said for that. You yeah. know, for people that you know the foster parents and what kind of impact you can have on kids at a young mm-hmm. age. I mean, but man, they were. <laughs> we're going to get into some of the stories, <laughs> yeah, but sure. they were yeah, we one will. of a kind. I mean, uh, yeah. What what, don't let me forget to to leave without telling the tracks the state track meet story. Because to me, oh, yeah, you had that written yeah, down. Yeah. Okay, oh yeah, that's one of the greatest stories. Like it. That's some. That's some. That's some nonsense. I'm going to try not to cuss as much on this episode. That's some stuff that would never go down nowadays. I mean, if anybody's <laughs> parents or grandparents or cousins or anything, you know, and I'm a, I'm a pretty fierce uncle. Like that, that crap would never happen. So just let me tell that story. But um, so he ran away. And, uh, you know, when he got there, she lived on out. They lived out, on, out of town, like in the country. And, you know, and he had to do manual labor, which I think he kind of liked it a little bit. But she was tough, man. She was real, real tough. And not only to add to that, dad had a severe stutter. Right. I mean, severe stutter from the stories we've been told. And he told us also that Rudell told us. And so much though, like he, he, it was, I mean, it was, you got to imagine, man, do you think that came from maybe psychological, you know, trauma that he had maybe coming from San Angelo? Oh, I think absolutely. Yeah, it had a lot to do with it. Yeah. It had a lot to do with it. So here you've got this. This young man, 11, 12 years old, hitchhiked to San Angelo, living with people that he's, you know, somewhat familiar with. It's family, but, you know, no, not, yeah. not that that close. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's got a stuttering problem. He's at a new school. But I think, the you know, the one thing that pulled dad out of a lot of stuff was his athletic ability. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. And, and actually being somewhere stable. I mean, yeah. it, despite the har- harshness of their, their, their ways, Rudell and Claude, it was... Damn, dude, he was coming home to at least people that were going to be there. That's right. You know, and yeah. not have like gone on vacation and no. left him at home, which I mean, which is a story that we that I've all heard before. But so dad has an older sister, which we won't talk about because it's Father's Day, but he does have an older sister, but she was gone. Right. Patty and Patty would have an own her own episode. <laughs> if Patty was still alive, she could have her own podcast. So uh, but. It, it, she wasn't much help either, you know. She, I think she'd already was out of the house. I don't know how much older she was than dad, but you know, I mean, this is a lady that I, I've saw I've saw maybe three times in my whole life, <laughs> so, and, and never sober. And no, not even close. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and it's funny that even me as a little child, when I saw Aunt Patty, I knew that was drunk. I was like, damn, you know? Oh yeah, damn. Yeah. So, um, but to get back to dad, I mean, just to come home to a stable household and. But yes, he was gifted athletically. I mean, early on, you know, he. I remember him telling me about stories. He hit home runs in little league and stuff, and and uh, would make the all star team. And and little known fact is like, not only was Dad like an all state track star, or they didn't have a baseball team, but he could have played baseball. He was an all star football player, an all state level football player. Also, was a Golden Gloves boxer. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's like really, man, bad. And he said he fought one time, and he did. He fought the Golden Gloves, and he won. And he said he'd never do that shit again. That's exactly <laughs> what he said. So he's won another. He's undefeated, right? I mean, so um, that's so- kind of like your record at Midnight Rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on that story later. Well, you dang right, son. Don't mess with me. Um, but anyway, so so Dad, man, he had a. Uh, so he got, he got through all that crap, and then he gets to Olney, which is a you know pretty small town. But yeah, man, great football player, both sides of the field, everything. And we've seen films of him playing. But yeah, you kind of just speak on Dad's athletic ability. Yeah, no, he um, he had the gift of speed. 
Yes. Uh, and he just had some uh, some natural ability. But I think, you know, the combination of, of being in a house that was um, really strict, the rules, wrote, uh, uh, you know, he had to be home at a certain time, not a minute later. No. And he had... He had stories to tell on that, and that yep. transcended onto his, uh, you know, him being a father to, yep. to us. Mm-hmm. And um, but uh, yeah, he, um, I think he turned a lot of heads uh, in Alnica. You know, I think it was probably a two A school. Yeah, um, yeah, um, pretty small. The Fighting Cubs. Yeah, the Alnica Cubs, Cubs. Yeah, and um, but yeah, I think he made a name for himself there, and, he, yeah. and it was um, it was good for him. I mean, I, I think that's what. Uh, but he struggled. He struggled with the stuttering. He struggled with, you know, I think making friends. He didn't have many dates early on, yeah. um, and so there was uh, yeah. there was some challenges for him. But yeah. uh, and I would like to touch on that too because you know, whenever he he stuttered so bad that Rudo, you know, you had one phone in the house back then. I mean, I think even if you were lucky, you had a phone. Right. Uh, and, um, you know, Rudo would make him make the phone calls and answer the phone, and I remember because she wanted him to like work on his stutter. And it was like, I remember dad saying it was like the worst thing ever when the phone would ring. Because he was like, I do not want to talk on that phone. He did not want to talk because yeah. of his, uh, the really, I mean, I don't, I don't know if we're overstating it. I don't, know if we're, I don't know if we're giving enough credit how bad he did stutter. Like it would take him a long time to get a word out. And she would make him talk on the phone. Like, <laughs> it's like, damn, man, come on. You know? I know, right? Yeah. No, well, she meant, you know, that, and that was the thing with Rudale. She, you... You didn't wuss out on anything, no. man. She made you, which, you know, yeah. she, she scared me. Man. Yeah, it scared me too. To, I, mean, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a lady. I mean, if you could kind of picture this lady that uh, she she uh, battled polio, she had a limp, uh, yeah. and uh, she had a rough voice. Yep. Um, was she a smoker? Oh, yeah, do you, oh, you know how she quit smoking, right? Uh, you, you remember? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. She uh, she was a smoker for a long time and then decided one day she was just going to quit. And so, it was hard. So what she started doing, she started dipping coffee. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she would dip coffee like like you, uh, like you would dip Copenhagen or snuff, right? And because every time I saw her, it looked like she had a dip in her mouth, but it was coffee, like straight coffee grounds. Yeah, like uh, right in between her cheek and. Dude, <laughs> I forgot that, <laughs> and that's how that's how she quit smoking. Dude, she scared me. She scared me, but she had a lot of love. I mean, she did, she, you, you you respected oh, her. Oh yeah, no doubt. She demanded that. it, yeah. and um, and and that's yeah, and then that's a okay. Can you imagine? Like we would see her, you know. Pretty often as kids, you know, five times a year, maybe. Right. You know, Christmas and Thanksgiving and then in between, maybe in the summer or something. And she scared us. Dude, and we didn't even live there. I mean, this is Dad. My dad chose to grow up, chose to go there. Our dad. I said my dad, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Was that you said that? No, that. <laughs> um, but he chose, that's what I'm saying. Like, he chose to grow up there. And, and I remember dad saying, about, you know, he didn't get up and go to school. He had to get up and do, like, uh, get the eggs out of the chicken coop mm-hmm. he had to do all these things before school before school before school <laughs> yeah. yeah he did chores before school yeah, exactly so you know it was um uh, he had some great stories and i uh and a lot of that what he learned in Olney and what they taught him it transcended to yeah. his being a dad and being a parent and you know i give rudolph and claude a lot of credit i Good mean job. they uh they stuck by their rules. They yeah. had very, they were very stern yeah. and hardworking people. And these people had money. Yeah, they did. But you would never <laughs> know it. No, you would never know. You it. would never. Except know. you drove a Cadillac, so yeah. that's the only way you would know. That's right. That, yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, you didn't ever get one. Sh- you didn't pull off a full. Uh, I remember a pull uh, thing from the paper towels. 
you pulled off a half of one. She was like, yeah, you, you get a, why would you pull off? You don't need a half of a sheet of a paper towel. Do you really need the whole thing? You know? Right. And no. I mean, just, yeah, you would never know that they had a lot of money. No, I mean, and the rules were, the rules were strict in that house. You, um, uh, I mean, even if you went to the bathroom at night, you didn't flush the toilet. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And the bathtub, you only filled so high <laughs> yeah, because right. you didn't need that much water. So everything was a conservation <laughs> yeah, on their part. Right. <laughs> and then I'm going to bring up the story. Yeah. So yeah. they supported dad in, sure. in his athletic abilities yeah. and his athletic. And they went to a lot of the games and stuff of mm-hmm. that nature. Well, when dad was, uh, I don't know if it was his junior or senior year in his uh, track. He went to the senior year. He went yeah. to the state track meet. Yep. So this is how the story goes. So this yeah. is back back in the day, obviously way before cell phones. And you yeah. have a you have one phone. Well, they couldn't go to the state track meet. They couldn't make it. Um, but they wanted to know how Jerry did. Yeah. I, and I, I want to call like that, you know, that they, they really considered him like their son, their, son, their they kid. Did, for sure. So they were they were very uh, like I said, very supportive. So he went to the state track meet, but before he left, yeah. there was a little code. <laughs> yeah. So they, they were really eager to know how he did. And they yeah. said, Jerry. When the race is done and you get a chance to get by a phone, you make a collect call person to person. And if you get first, ask for Johnny. <laughs> no, you say it's a collect call from, he said, if I won first, oh, oh, yeah. he said, he say, it's a collect call from who? He said, Jerry, if you won, say Jerry. That's Yeah. But if he got second, it was like uh, Bobby. Right. And if you got third, it was, you know, Daryl or just all the names. And then after like fourth, she's like, don't, don't even call. Yeah. If you don't get top three, don't, don't call. call. Yeah. Don't exactly. call. Yeah. <laughs> and so he called because he, he, he got second by right? like a march, like a, like a, by a hair. He got second. Right. At the state track meet. This dude went to the state track meet and got second and called his, I mean, Rudell is basically his, the people that are raising him. Uh-huh. And he had to say Bobby. Let's just say that was the name for second. And she said, they said, uh, we have a collect call from Bobby. And she said, no, thank you. <laughs> and just hung up the phone. And then she hung up the phone. She goes, I just, and I remember her telling it. She goes, yeah, that's all we needed to know. She got turned and looked at Claude and said, Jerry got second. <laughs> I mean, okay. I can't believe that's how that I mean, was. What does a one minute call cost? <laughs> I, 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 I mean, what does it cost? But um, I mean, you know, nowadays, if you go to the state track meet, everybody go. If, if, if you have a family member that goes to the state track meet, every every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's even close to related to you goes. Absolutely, and yeah. as you, as it should be, you know right. what I mean. Like you're going to go support the people. You know, I've been to plenty of state track meets for your daughter Kennedy and for Zyler and for Jed, and so you know, I'm just the uncle. I mean, I'm not even. You know, I was like, well, dude, I wouldn't, man, that's bullshit if you had to call and click call and I would be like, hey, I just need to know. <laughs> and then no, I don't accept the call. Well, it's, um, <laughs> it's a different time. Man. It is a different time, yeah, time yeah, yeah. but it, it set, it set the bar right. for how dad was going to raise us as kids and the, the financial, um, you know, just the, the, the boundaries he put on us and how he mm-hmm. treated Money, it's you know, yeah. uh, hey, look, um, <laughs> whether it's you know, kindness begets kindness and jealousy begets jealousy, but you know, uh, saving your money begets saving your money. Mm-hmm. And man, dad took it to a, I think yeah. he took it to another level, well, yeah, pretty extreme. Um, which you know, as you see now, though, how it paid off, I mean, you know, for him saving his money, but I mean, there was a lot of ways where. 
I mean, it didn't make sense. Right. Like dad, as like, as he got older, like, he would drive clear across town for one cent cheaper gas. Yes. You know, <laughs> I mean, just, and I think it was like a challenge to him to find that place that had that. Yep. Cause I don't think it really registered. He didn't give a damn that it was, it was going to cost him more money to drive all the way across town no, <laughs> to, no. to the cheaper no. place, but no, it was the fact of going to that place. That's yeah. right. But you know what? The, the principles he, I, I, I thank him for it. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he taught me how to save. He, uh, he went with me to the bank and we had the, my first savings account. And I remember, and he, I mean, it was all about saving money, saving money. And you're right. I mean, you look at him today. Mm-hmm. Thank God he was that way. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they've afforded to be able to retire yeah. and, and, and really not have, you know, we don't have the burden to, to no, help them out. To, yeah, exactly. And so, uh, you know, I, 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 mean, that's, I appreciate yeah. him. As I mean, a, I think as I'm a, just, I thank God just for that because, I mean, hell, I, don't, I have a hard enough time. I'm a burden on myself. <laughs> it's just me. I'm like, dude. But, you know, there's <laughs> things I missed out on because I think he got a little lax as the years went on. Like, yeah, I don't remember him taking me to the bank or doing anything like that with me. But not to say that, that I didn't get that. Uh, lesson, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, just from the fact of the way our house was run, you know, as 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 when we grew up in Wolfworth in, in our house. But you know, like, I mean, just it's just crazy that he could even grow up and be as successful as he did. Right. I mean, this guy had a chance. I mean, he, the chances of him being successful were, were pretty low. I mean, because you know, he, he everything was got a football scholarship at West Texas, which is a D one school back then out of college and I mean, you know, went up there, he wasn't going to have to, he was going to have to pay for school, you right. know? So, I mean, Rudolph and Claude weren't going to pay for his school. And you know, it's funny, man, is that dad, when we went to college, dad paid for art school, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or at least most of it. And that's just like, uh, I don't know. I thought that, I don't know how, I don't know really what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to manifest here, but it's just that how that that residuals down that that fell down to us, um, but probably not the fact that I mean, Dad never told us to make a collect call. No, <laughs> he was, no, he was always no, there or whatever. No, so. no, but but by golly, we we took the shampoo from the hotel room. Oh so. my word! <laughs> and however many days you were there, he would you, he would get whatever and yes. put it in his. Uh, bag mm-hmm. and that way they had to re- replenish it the maid whenever they come back yeah so dad would have a full suitcase full of shampoo conditioner, conditioner lotion and the, like the hand soap the bat like the bar of soap right the shower caps we had the, it all the, the q-tip didn't matter man we had, <laughs> in our, you grew up in, in the king household <laughs> there was two drawers in, in in our bathroom completely dedicated to uh hotel uh what do you call it? Toiletries. That's right. We did. did. We did. did. We did. Completely. And you and I weren't using that shit. We were like, dude, give me some Perp Plus, man. Perp Plus, baby. <laughs> Perp Plus back in the day. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but, but you know who did use it? It was Dad. Dad was using it over and over and over again. It was like, dang, man. So, uh, just some interesting things like that. But you know what? That's But to say that, you know, he wouldn't miss, man. He wouldn't miss a, uh, a, a game or Kippy's recital or, you know, gymnastics or I mean, crap, when I was doing plays or whatever it was, he, he was always supportive in that area. So, Absolutely. you know, and it was a tough love from dad, but not as tough as Rudo. No, no, no. Yeah. But, you know, and you're right. The, the cards were stacked against him. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, uh, 
He made some choices, and I think that's what life is about. It's you yeah. know what it, it's not just what happens to you, how you respond to it. Yeah, he responded um, and, and really overcame a, a lot of things. You know, one of the stories that I like to tell about Dad too was when he got to college uh, at West Texas State. They had a an event right around Thanksgiving called the Turkey Trot. That's right. Oh yeah, and, this um, is good. Yeah. And he um, so what it was, it was like a, a, a two mile run across the campus, mm. and um, and the winner. Got a turkey. Yeah. And I think that's all they got. Yeah, that's all they got. Yeah, and and, and you, your, your, your page in the, uh, or a picture in the uh, in the annual or whatever they yeah. call the, the, the book at the end of the year. Yeah. So, uh, his first year, uh, you know, uh, dad was fast and could yeah. run. And so, he, he, he ran. And, he and entered it and won. He entered and won. <laughs> and, um, and so, brought home a turkey. He brought home a turkey to, to root to out a clock. And so, and they were happy, man. I know. They were so happy. And then, so fast forward to the next year. Yeah. In football, dad dislocates his shoulder. Yeah. Um, two weeks before the turkey trot. Yep. Talks to Rudell and Claude, you know, tells them when he's coming home. And Rudell says, well, when is the turkey trot? Yeah. And, he's, and he responds to Rudell, well, I've got a dislocated shoulder. And she says, so? Yep. Bring home the turkey. Yeah. She told him not to come home. Yeah. Yeah. Bring home the turkey. Yeah. <laughs> So with the dislocated shoulder and his arm in a sling, yes. he goes out and runs the turkey trot and brings it, it, home the he turkey. Dude, <laughs> I mean, there's a picture somewhere and I don't know where. And I'm not going to have the time to dig it up, but of him running with his arm in a sling. Here's yeah. a pic, like him. He's running in this stupid race and his arm is in a sling, and he and he did. He brought hey. home that stupid turkey uh, and he got it, man. He, he you uh, know, he and, was a competitor. Yeah. I mean, he was a competitor. Yep. He he did what he had to do. Yeah. Um, man, happy Father's Day to our dad. Yeah, happy Father's Day to Jerry Ray King, man. He and and uh, <laughs> you know we could do. I mean, I could do a whole podcast, just a podcast in itself, not an episode, but a whole like themed about mom and dad, like stories right. about mom, stories about dad, and and you know that would be. I mean, it would it could do well because they've got so many funny stories, especially like when dad got older into coaching and uh, being a sporting good salesman and how he just uh, he would always just tell people he was a jockey strap salesman yeah. I mean that's so funny man his voicemail would say this is Jerry's jock shop <laughs> <laughs> that's right you know, and, um, the, the, dad was a character in his own way and, you know and like he started he started these track meets he was the starter like the guy that had the gun for for people that are, don't get that I'm, I'm nationwide you know so people you know not everybody knows what a starter might be so nationwide yeah <laughs> what I'm saying uh, but he was the starter for all the all, a lot of track meets around here for a lot of years and you know like and he, he loved doing that and he always had a track meet to do every weekend during track season it might be a big huge track meet it might not be but I'll never forget I think it was in Abernathy the first time that uh, the sheriff walked up to him and goes, let me see your starter pistol. And he goes, yeah, here, look at it. And dad was using his real gun. Right. <laughs> and he was just shooting blanks. He didn't have real bullets in there. But that sheriff was like, Jerry, you cannot have a gun on the campus. And dad was like, what? I'm not even shooting real bullets. He goes, Jerry, you cannot have a gun on the campus. So he had to, he had to buy a starter pistol. And so he did. He finally had to get, get the starter pistol. But I mean, that's just like who he was, man. He was just, hey, whatever. Hey, he'll bring a gun. They, yeah, he'll bring yeah, he brought a gun to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, the, and, and uh, as we talk about dad, and I, I was thinking about this earlier today, about some of the important things that he taught me. Mm -hmm. 
and you brought up, you know, he was at our sporting events and, and he did. And, you know, he, he retired from coaching right before my freshman year. So, mm-hmm. um, he never really got to coach me per se in, in, in you know, in, in high school, but he was still really close to the game and yeah. really, you know, uh, analyzed the game. And, uh, and I, I was able to really get the, uh, a rare opportunity to travel with him uh, when he was the head football coach at Friendship mm-hmm. and, and listen to him, you know, pregame yeah. speeches, halftime speeches, and just how motivating he was. Man, yeah. the kids loved him. Yeah. I mean, the kids, the kids yeah. loved him. Because we still, we still talk to people that played for dad. I mean, that played oh, yeah. the guys that played for him. And they, they all say that. Yeah. Like, I'd run through, I'd do a brick wall for him. I'd do anything for him. Yep. So He was at Cardinals for 20 years, and people still called him coach. Yeah. I still mean, he, coach was, King. he was Coach, coach King. King. Yeah. So. so, but one of the things that I was always, you know, as a, as a high school athlete, and, um, I had my good days and bad days, and there was, you know, good games and bad games. But one of the things I really appreciated about Dad was he knew, you know, whenever uh, I had a bad game, he knew how to pick me up, and, you yeah. know, bring up the, you know, the, the good things I did. Uh, even though, there, you know, I had more bad plays than good plays, he he'd, he had helped me bring me up. And then there was a couple of games that, you know, uh, I had a really good game, and um yeah. He, he brought would, me right back yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. Brought That's, me yeah, right back down. I don't know why I remember that kind of stuff because dad would do that to me. You know, if I had a good game, you know, I mean, I remember, I mean, I made the, the buzzer beater ninth grade. I made the buzzer beater game winner. And I had 13 points in this game, which is a lot for me. But I made the buzzer beater winner, game winner. Yeah. And uh, I was a freshman in high school. And so they were at the game. So I got in the car with them. It was at McKenzie, high, a junior high, whatever. I mean, so who cares really? But I got in the car. And I was so cloud nine, man, you know, I just made a buzzer beater to win the game. Everybody loves me. All, all the pats on the back are getting the car. And I was like, and dad goes, well, that's a pretty good game. And I go, yeah. And he goes, your man scored a lot of points. I went, what? He goes, the guy here, Gordon's garden scored a lot of points. <laughs> and I went, dad, I hit the buzzer beater. He goes, wouldn't have had to. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, yeah. So, you get those times where, but you know what? I probably needed to be brought down a couple of notches. And, yeah, he was good and at so that. So, he knew, he knew the, the right buttons to push at the right times, you no. know? So, but it could be very sentimental, too. I mean, you know, I can remember when I was rolling into surgery, you know, my heart surgery when I was 15. I mean, you know, you didn't see dad cry very much. And I mean, I hardly ever, but man, dude, he, he had a tear come down his face and he just put his hand on my arm and I said, dad, it's a piece of cake, dad. A piece of cake. And I mean, he lost it, and I was like, "Okay, you know, I'm dude. I'm kind of getting a little. What do you call that? Verklempt right now? Yeah, no, <laughs> to, for lack of a better word. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just he did. He he cried, and and um, and it was just a good moment between he and I. So he could be very rarely was he like real sensitive in that way. Mm-hmm. And um, he wasn't gonna be like, "Hey, boy, you want to give me a hug?" But if you ran up and gave him a hug, he wouldn't be like, you know, he would still hug you right back. I mean, sure. Like, oh yeah. It's funny how he's gotten more affectionate. And and his, uh, now. Yeah, he's, he's making like, up for lost yeah, time. Now. No doubt about that. <laughs> you know, we get him in the car now. We get him out of assisted living. We'll take him out, you, me, or whoever. Boy, he has his hand. He wants to hold your hand. Oh, yeah. Wants to have his hand on, on your shoulder or whatever at all times. So, yeah, he's making up for it right now. But, you know, what a guy, man. What a character. And, and I mean, we could talk all day long about yeah, his stories. And uh, I'm trying not to do two hour podcasts anymore, but whatever. And I do want to, and, and I have other 
Oh, no. I oh, mean, I meant to preview this. Damn it. We have to start over. No, <laughs> um, Jay is going to be the second contestant of All Tied Down. Uh, so that's coming up here in just a little bit. But, what are the prizes for that, by the way? Huh? What are the prizes? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you need to have a prize. You can take home that. Remember you want that Vikings helmet back? So oh, there oh, it is right yeah. there. So you can take a little it. Indian giver. I see how you yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that yours first? Um, yeah. But if you don't win, I don't know. <laughs> so. Just, uh, I get something, right? All right. Okay. I, I brought you something, by the way. Okay. Thank you. Um, but we're, I'm not talk, there, we're not, not I'm, at that point yet. But okay, I, no, no, we're not there yet. So I want folks to stay tuned because Jay is going to play uh, "All Tied Down," which is my new segment. And Landry won last week, by the way. So and he won a black bracelet from me. That's what he won. So, um, which he probably threw it away, but it's okay. At least I gave him something. Um, I want to talk because it's Father's Day, and, and not only did we have a great dad, and, and he was awesome in the character, but the, and I wanted to have you on because, dude, you are such a great dad, and you are a father of three, three beautiful girls, I might add, and um, you know the oldest being Kennedy, the the middle child being, and, and I want you to help me with the ages because I'm I have exactly exactly right. Kennedy's twenty two, right? Remy's what 13? 14. 14. and then your youngest Channing is eleven. That's correct. Okay, so those are my three beautiful nieces and um, Kennedy, Remington, and Channing, and uh, man, you've done such a great job with them. And I can just look at you and I can watch you. I could be a dad. I watched you be a dad for twenty three, twenty two years now, and so man. That they're lucky they have a good dad. You know? oh, well, thank you. Well, yeah. um, I appreciate that. I really do. Not a good dad. They have a great dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have the best uncle, too. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not going to deny that. I, you know, being a dad is the coolest job. Yeah. Most expensive job. <laughs> but it's the coolest job. And it's frustrating at times, but rewarding. Uh, it's all of that. And, um, I, but, you know, and I, and I appreciate you saying that. And so that brings me to my gift to you today. Well, really? Yeah, no, Already? I, I brought you something. Okay. I mean, yeah, I nobody's ever brought me a gift on the Win, Loser, Tie podcast. So, what is... Oh, uh, so, yeah. what I just laid out on the table are three zucchinis from my garden, which mm-hmm. it, I, I'm now officially old. I apologize for the young gardeners out there, but this is my first year to actually grow a garden. Yep. And, something um, that dad did. By something the way. that dad did. Mm, very yeah, well, no, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, go ahead. Call me Jerry. I <laughs> so, um, but I, I brought these as a, a kind of symbolic because they're, they're three zucchinis. Mm-hmm. None of them are perfect, they all look different. Mm-hmm. And they, it's, it's, it, and I, well, the, so there's so many similarities and of a garden and growing something and watching it grow and watering it and feeding it and mm-hmm. hell i even talked to them and you know i mean like you nurture it and yeah. you, you you know you uh, i'm keeping the bugs away like i keep the boys away you yeah. know it's, it's like so there's, there's so the, but the, the biggest difference is hell zucchini and the package was a dollar seventy nine. Yeah, now, raising a zucchini is a whole lot cheaper than raising three girls. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but you know, so they, I, I'm just saying that man, it was uh, it's 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 so cool to to watch my kids grow up. Yeah, and I do have three amazing daughters, and they're all they're all three special in their own way. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. uh, and I have some great some of my greatest days and greatest times were uh, watching them. Not just 
succeed at stuff, but mm. even watching them fail because. Yeah. Um, I don't like that as an uncle, by the way. But anyway. Yeah. No. Well, you don't like Kenny's basketball team. I mean, come on now. Oh, like this it year. was tough, man. I mean, and I don't, uh, I, I don't take. I'm sorry, so, you know, uh, one of my proudest things, too, is my, my little dribbler coaching record, right? Yeah. As a, as a head coach. As a head coach. Yeah. I wasn't the head coach. Yeah, not this sorry, year. Sorry, Brent Sisson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I coached you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, and, and that's a whole other podcast. In that itself. is all the podcast, yeah. Um, in but little I, dribblers, yeah. But I got the chance to coach all three of my daughters yeah. in little dribblers. By the way, which for all you dads out there that are uh, coaching and want to coach your kids, do it when they are between the ages of about eight and eleven. And whether I don't care what you coach them in, but yeah. but between the ages of eight and eleven, you could probably beat them either at basketball or baseball, or you can, out, and they still look up to you, yeah, because you can you, you can outperform them. Mm-hmm. But once they get about twelve or thirteen, and the older I got, I was like, man, okay, somebody else needs to coach them because uh, at this point uh, they're not listening to me much anymore. Yeah. So, but uh, but I'll tell you, man, there was, I, I, and I, I I do I, I recommend. Coaching your kids, yeah. uh, if you get a chance to do that, I in something. I, I mean, it's not it, it, have to be athletics, maybe. No, no, absolutely not. It could be. Yeah. An, I mean, um, well, I mean, no, for sure. I, I, uh, if you're even playing an instrument, yeah, uh, okay, you know, yeah. like, I mean, Kennedy played the bassoon, but by God, I wasn't going to teach her how to play the bassoon, <laughs> right? But you could be a coach in a certain kind of way, sure. Yeah, yeah, oh. and and that, yeah. But anyway, I want to say this dude, before we get off on that, dude. The three zucchinis. I feel like I had a hand in this. I watered these plants for a week. <laughs> I think I missed a couple of days, but I mean, it's kind of like your three uh, uh, daughters. I had a hand in, like you know. Yeah, exactly. Right. So there you go. Exactly. I like that. I mean, I had a, yeah. not a small, very very small part, but. Which, but by I mean, the way, this, this was hard for me to do too. The zucchinis I brought today. I those are the first three. Oh, there are they really? Of the harvest, yeah. yeah. King's I harvest to, season. Uh, I had to house sit for Jay for like nine days or eight days uh, about a month ago. And I mean, it was very important that I watered the garden. I was like, oh crap. I mean, I had to water that garden every day or it rained. And I was like, well, okay, it's not going to. But, and I'm not good at gardening. I thought I killed them. I really did. I thought I killed all the plants in there. So, <laughs> but uh, I will definitely, uh, can, if I can have these, they're, 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 they're yeah, yours. Absolutely. Well, I'll definitely cook them, them up. up. They're going to be great. Cook them up. And, um, but speaking of being a dad, man, because, you know, it's hard for me, even like Landry last week when I was talking to him, I was like, it's hard for me to, to view things through a father's eyes because I don't have that lens. I really don't have that experience. But, you know, what's it like? I mean, what do you think it takes? Because now you've had three, you know, and you've had one that's an adult now. So what, what, what's, what's it take to be a good dad, like a really good dad, even if it's for a boy or for a girl or whatever? I mean, what are some of the things like that you maybe got from dad our dad or that you you know you've learned i don't know what i'm asking is like you know how to be how do you be a dad has it how do you be a dad well oh man that's a that's a loaded question yeah it is and i mean you know what and a lot of people say you know there's a difference between being a dad and being a father anybody it takes a takes a man to what does it say they take it takes a man to make a baby it takes a, a, a father to raise one or whatever that that's right well a, but whatever but um yeah, I don't know how. How do you raise a kid? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what, what would for a guy like me that I don't have one? I mean, because I don't know those responsibilities. And I mean, I look at you and I'm like, dude, and, and I have great examples in my life, like you and Blake. I mean, just being good dads, you know, being there. How does that work? I mean, well, um, 
it's such a different time, you know, raising kids today versus when we were, you know, mm-hmm. cell phones, social yeah. media, yeah. The, the rules are the rules of engagement, the rules of your boundaries. It's just so different. It's, it's hard. I mean, yeah. I, man, I, I'm still, I, I still learn as a dad. I, yeah. I'm not a, I, I make mistakes and, but man, you, you know, um, I think one of the, the biggest things that you can be as a parent is when you, you know, you love them through the difficult times mm-hmm. uh, and then it, you know, admit when you fail. Uh, yeah. And I think that's big for a, for yeah. a kid as a, as a father is, you know, we're not going to be perfect. Yeah. And, and I'm going to make mistakes when I'm raising you, but I'm going to own up to it. Yep. And I think it, it gives them that sense that, hey, you know, dad, I look up to you and I know you're going to love me through everything. And when, you, when you've made a mistake, you've told me. Mm-hmm. And that way, I think, you know, because what I want them to do is to, you know, it's, it's my greatest role and my greatest responsibility. Um, but the end result is to raise them up so they can leave my house mm-hmm. and be productive you know, uh, citizens yeah. and get off my damn payroll. <laughs> well, okay, that's true. I mean, but, you're right. But, no, but that's, yeah. I, and I, I say that in, 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 in a joking, in a joking way, but, but, that, but that truly is. I mean, I want to I raise them with a good work ethic. I want to mm-hmm. raise them with good integrity. I want to raise them to be, uh, you know, responsible and accountable. And, you know, they're going to have good times. They're going to have bad times and good days and bad days. But how, how it's just like we talked about earlier, you know, you're going to face some bad things in your life. It's just how you respond to yeah. it. Yeah. And that's what I want them to know is yeah. that, uh, you know, respond to it. Get, take a deep breath. Tomorrow, yeah. live it day by day, especially right. in the rough times. Take it day to day. Yeah. And um, it's hard to do that. I know, but yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I've got, my oldest, that's graduated college with honors, by the way. With, with, <laughs> Kennedy man is amazing, yeah. And so, it, and and, I, my, and Remy Channing, straight A student. So, yeah. I mean, they're so and Remy I think, is brilliant, by the way. Oh, Remy's a smart. I didn't even know she was that smart, so I started talking to her the other day, and yeah, she well, kind of. If you don't think she's smart, just ask her; she'll tell she'll you. She'll tell you. How smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but you know, but I'm glad you said that. Like, you know, you, the expectations, you know, and what you're trying to do because. I mean, for me, like if I had a daughter, I'd be like, all right, man, I'm just trying to keep her off the pole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I guess the expectations need to be a little higher, you know? I mean, and, but if she was on the pole, she would be off the payroll. You know oh, what I'm no, saying? Yeah, no, be on the payroll. No, no, not be on the pole. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, so, but so, see, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm learning from you right now. And uh, I think people that are listening can learn of, uh, you know, what it takes to be a good father and for upcoming Father's Day and, you know, it's it's weird, man. I always get kind of jealous on Father's Day. Not jealous is not the right word, but um, you know, it's a it's a day that you guys get. But man, that's that one day. You know, yeah. that, that you got to put in three hundred and sixty four other ones that are not as uh, glamorous as that one. And I'm you know, and I'm and I, I I just see you do it, and I'm like, damn it, dude, that's the way you do it. That's how you be a dad. And uh, I'm proud of you, man. And I'm, I'm, you're a great older brother, but I think you're even better dad. Well, so, I, yeah. I, so, yeah. But, I appreciate you saying that. But, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, right back at you, too. I mean, you, you're uh, my kids look up to you. And, it, yeah. it, I, it, well, it, you know, it's, it takes a village. Yeah, it does. You're dang right it does. And, I mean, with Uncle Todd, you, it, you get what you get, whether you want it or not. You know what I'm saying? You, it's like, hey, I don't know. Whatever. Yep. yep. Like uh, Remy had her little boyfriend over the other day. 
Oh, I know. Well, you know, I, I can always depend on you for yeah. that. I can always depend on you looking the boyfriend right yeah. now and go, hey, whatever you do to her, I'm going to do to you. Yeah. <laughs> I can always do a kid. I, I did right in front of you too. I oh said, yeah, hey, no. I, hey, I, I actually uh, set it up with. Uh, hey, did you hear about the new law Texas passed? And he's like, no. I went, yeah, it's called the uh, Uncle Niece Law. And he's like, what is it? And I go, well, it just states that anything that a uh, niece under the age of seventeen. Whatever her boyfriend does to her, the uncle can do you. So just keep your hands to yourself, dude. <laughs> just telling you right now. So, <laughs> but that is—that's me being an uncle, you know. And um, and I gave Kennedy's boyfriends that she had. I gave them such a, a hard time too. It's just part of the territory. It's yeah. part of being an uncle for me. Part of being. Uh, it's part of being a niece to Uncle Ty. That's just what comes along with it. So well, I, you know, hey, hey, coming from. Uh, <laughs> Coming from the father of three girls, I appreciate all you did on that part. So uh, don't don't stop. Okay, because okay, I've, I've, yeah. I've still got, got a little ways to go. Yeah, yeah we're still yeah. working on that. Okay, so but I mean, and, and while you're here, man, I love to like get into people like their story and what people don't, man. Because what people don't know, what you guys don't know out there listening, my brother Jay King, one, he's my older brother, and and, and I was, uh, how do you put it? How did the kids say obsessed? They say that today a lot. I was obsessed with my brother. I mean, he couldn't. Um, he's ten years older than me, so I said it. But I, I got so I put it to you this way: Jay went to school at San Angelo for college the first uh, year or two, whatever. And he came home one time, and I was in fourth or fifth grade. Fourth grade, I think it was fourth grade. Yep, fourth grade. I know exactly. He came home for like a weekend or something, and he didn't say bye to me. And I think you would just, dude, and I was devastated. I was at school and I was devastated. I mean, I was at school, like I couldn't even learn nothing. And I think the teacher called mom and mom was like, Jay, and you, you, I remember, I remember you walking up to that door and I was like, yeah, okay. And he just came and told me bye. Like, and I didn't know if that was going to happen, but I think mom or dad got onto you a little bit maybe. But, um, I mean, dude, you were just lucked up to you so much and you were the coolest dude ever. I mean, you talk about like driving the 300 ZX with the Z tops, <laughs> right? Right. Red. Red. Yeah. Red 300 ZX with the T tops. Uh, you, were, you were a stud football player in high school, which I which I loved that. And I, you know, all these little kids would be out running around, you know, under the sands or playing out in the. Not me, man. I watched every game, every down, and I waited for you to come home after the game. After the parties, whatever, and I would, I was awake for you, and I was like, "Let's talk about the game." <laughs> you were my biggest fan, no doubt. I mean, it wasn't even a close second. It might be a so, problem. <laughs> well, I always, I mean, you knew my stats. You, mm-hmm. you, you had it all down, and I, I. Uh, but we had such a great relationship. Yeah. I mean, we uh, shared a room. It, it was, I, we, dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want this to sound weird, but we did. We not only did we share a room; there was two twin beds, and yeah. um, there was. Uh, I mean, you didn't even sleep in the other one. You slept no. with me. We, I know. We, we slept in a twin bed together, I know. dude. I wouldn't let you. I mean, I, 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 you were. Uh, you know, I graduated when I talked to mom and her podcast, and I said my, my security for her. I, was, I rubbed that mole in her neck, which <laughs> yeah, is weird. Yeah. I graduated from that mole, like right into like if you were there, I had to be close to you wherever <laughs> you were. So, and that included like at night. And man, you know what? I can't imagine how annoying that was as a sixteen-year-old, a seventeen-year-old guy, guy, dude in high school. And you're like, shit, man, my six-year-old brother. I mean, it's like, come on. I mean, even after tough games, I was like, okay, Jay, let's talk about it, you know, and, you know, whatever. But, dude, 
You were my dude, man. You were like my guy. And then not only did it get better, because then you became a DJ at a club, a club DJs. And even like, I mean, I don't know when, when did you start doing that? Like pretty close around then, right after, right the beginning of college. Um, yeah, we're going to show my age a little bit, but 1985 is when yeah. I started DJing. But right in the heart of like the 80s, man. And like, mm-hmm. the, the, and, and, and that manifested itself into, but, but not only did you, but you had had, a, and you still would be in the clubs. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say that, but they were dance clubs, but they were country bars and all kinds of, sh- no, you, you DJ, dude, you were a DJ, man. And at dance clubs and whatever. And you would still go to school. You got your degree. And, you know, that would, I mean, I just can't believe like you could be doing that the whole time. There's no way. I mean, I didn't DJ and I didn't, I just went to clubs and I hardly got my, barely got my degree. <laughs> I didn't work there. So, well, I, you know, I mean, I, I'll say when I went to San Angelo, uh, it wasn't probably the highlight of my life, but well, I, I, I learned to, uh, I, cause I spent a lot of times in clubs there. And, um, uh, and then I, 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 got the reality that man if i'm going to spend time here why don't i just make money here yeah and um you know when the a lot uh, of people do that. I, I took a little time i i, I squeezed a, a four-year degree into six yeah. uh, and so i had to come up with some money on my own and i found you know dj in a nightclub i could work 20 hours a week mm-hmm. and make more money than i could working at the mall you know, right 40 hours a week yeah. and it was something i enjoyed doing and yeah. i i uh well there were chicks there well one or two <laughs> I mean, you're a college guy, man. I mean, that's where I went. I, the chicks are there. And plus, you're the DJ. And, and I mean, so that just tell you from, a, from my perspective, it was like, dude, I couldn't have a cooler, you know, brother. And it was like, damn, dude, you were so freaking awesome. You had cool clothes. You dressed cool. You had, you were, you always listened to the coolest music. And then, like, you know what I even loved, man, is like when, when uh, I got in high school, you became uh, help me with this because I, you became the like the music coordinator or whatever for like w- what was it called for Midnight Rodeo? But this one wasn't just Midnight Rodeo. So it was Associated Club Management. Yeah, the, they owned a lot of clubs across the nation. Twenty six at the time. Yeah, across the nation. Right, right? right. and you were the basically the I don't uh, know what you call as it. a corporate music programmer it was yeah. the ti- was the official title of yeah. it. So here is what I loved. So people would kiss your ass to to get you to play their music in these in your in your nightclubs that you were there, right right and um dude you would get these random ass and cds you know i love hip-hop and rap music dude and you just mail them to me oh, all about the that. time dude and yep. i remember kendrick holly and damon harris and and my boys like jay mccain and dallas they, Don, they'd all be like dude how do you have these cds i'm like dude my brother man he knows these people you know and i'm like and i don't know but some of them were really really like like good CDs, like the really stuff I would I would buy. Some stuff was like stuff I'd never heard of, but I even had them, you know. And uh, it was so funny. I mean, you sent me one one time, and there's a group. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is a weird ass story, but my buddy Dave Tourist, he lives in California now, and it, man, he I found out we worked together at, at uh, Forest Pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. and we discovered we had this love of hip hop music and uh, '90s and, and hip hop music, and. We were trying to come up with random stuff that we and you sent me a group called G Wiz and, 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 and dude, I mean they were terrible. It was really bad. It was really bad. Yeah. And I told Dave, I was like, dude, you don't know nothing about that G Wiz. He goes, he started singing the song, and I was like, damn, he's the only dude. There's two people in the world that had that album. It was me and Dave Tourist. I'm telling you right now, man, it was like it was crazy. But but my point being is that, dude, you it was like, dude, you were still cool. You were still taking care of me, like. 
you were sending me music and then you know you tell me these coolest stories about whenever you got to meet this person or that person and martina mcbride and travis tritt and on and on and all these all these country guys and, and the stars and man even amazing i mean I just dude <laughs> were you ever just like dude i'm doing it i mean but i know it wasn't your degree necessarily but you were but you made a good living. No, it was it, it was um, it was a fun time in my, in my career, and I, I, it was a uh, you know the the story goes that I when I, right before I graduated because I, I DJ'd my sophomore, junior, senior year in college, and right mm-hmm. before my graduation, the uh, the president of Associated Club Management, uh, which the corporate office was in San Antonio, she flew to Lubbock, took me out to lunch, and offered me the job right before I graduated mm-hmm. um, to come move to San Antonio and really hire and train all of the the music DJs for all the midnight rodeos. And we had a couple of concepts called Wild West and so forth. But we yeah. were as far east as Birmingham and as far west as Lake Tahoe yeah. and a lot of in between. So um, it, it was a, it, uh, no denying, it, at that time of my life, it was a fun job. Yeah. And I, I did. I got the opportunity to meet a, a lot of up and coming artists, really, when country was kind of taken off back, yeah. in, the, back in the heyday. So in the 90s, like, in the, yep. like when there were, it was, yeah. Like in the, the mid '90s, like right in the mid to late '90s, is where yeah, you were that guy, and you were meeting a lot of cool people that were trying to play clubs and you know get their music played in clubs, and you were the guy to get go through. Yeah, pretty much. Well, it, uh, it uh, me and a buddy of mine, Mark Easterling, he was the yeah. guy that, that did a lot of the booking. But Mark's I was a good uh, dude. I, he's a good dude. He still does some of that stuff. He, he does. <laughs> yeah. He does. He's really talented at that. So, Mark, um, give me some tickets, fool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so so uh, I don't know how that made me a better father, but uh, no, I know it made me a better I, but brother. But I'm, I'm into the point where yeah, it did make you an awesome brother. Yeah, it <laughs> did make you an awesome brother, man. I'm telling you, and uh, you are. Uh, it was. I mean, you just were just always the coolest, man. I mean, just there was nothing you could do that wasn't cool to me. And, uh, you know, and even when you moved back to Lubbock and you were the manager of the Midnight Rodeo here, the general mm-hmm. manager, and that's when I was in college. And, dude, it was, I mean, I was, I was the man because you were the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the hottest place in Lubbock to go to for college kids as far as a bar scene goes. And you were the manager. And so when I was finally old enough to get in, dude, you were, I mean, I could get in for free and you'd buy me a couple of drinks and. I could get most people in for free. Then my friends that want to be your friends with you. Then they were like, "Hey, I know Jay." You know, and like even when I didn't go, they were like, "Hey, we know Jay." And you know, which I know that got old. But um, well, let me ask you this: so being a, so then you were a general manager. You weren't the DJ anymore, but you were the general manager, right? What was? And I'm putting you on the spot here, but what was like the craziest shit that ever went down at a club? I mean, that you can talk about, you know. I don't need. I don't need to know anything like that was illegal. But can you think of something crazy, like just that you ever, as a man? I know you had tons of fights and you had to deal with that. And even I got in a fight one time, and you were there, and it was um, one time. And uh, and you can only imagine who I was with, because you know who I was with. But Jamie Berryhill, we're, to- oh, yeah. we're the Toads, baby. Yeah, you were <laughs> we're the Toads, toads man. Toads. Nope. Nope. <laughs> but it was like you the only thing like off the top of your head, like right then. I mean, I just I think that that would be it. Never, 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 any day was never the same. You know well, what I mean? I, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you something that I, 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 that I have so many stories. Some of them, um, you know, I, yeah, I probably can't. I mean, we broke up so many fights. Um, so those became just really monotonous. You know, it's like one fight after another, just yeah. alcohol and yeah. alcohol and jealousy don't mix at all. So, yeah. um, but, um, uh, 
I got a good buddy, Sam Rufinock. He was my DJ when I was the manager out there. What up, Sam? Well, son of Sam. Joe Tolliver in the house, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I love Sam, man. Sorry. Those are inside jokes. Sam Sam could fix anything. But anyway, we, we... it's, he was a great DJ. He was my DJ at the time, DJ slash maintenance guy. Yeah. So he would he would fix things the next day when we'd have a big a big night. Well, we had this one fool that would come into the men's restroom right in between the stalls, and he would punch a hole right between the two stalls. Right, just kind of shoulder level. He would just punch a hole right through the sheetrock, and it happened every busy night. So it was about every you know. And so yeah. Sam was my maintenance guy. So Sam would have to fix the wall, fix the wall. It was almost like every yeah, every yeah. bit. So it, every, yeah. it was like it was constantly. And Sam was like, "Dude, the guy punched that out again, and mm-hmm. I'm getting tired of fixing it." And and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm getting tired of fixing it too." And he <laughs> goes, "What you know that I." Yeah, I I don't. I want to say it was my idea. It may have been part of his idea, but a collaboration. It was a collaboration. So what go. we did, so what we came up with was, yeah. he fixed the wall again, mm-hmm. but right behind the sheetrock, he put a two by four with nails sticking right out. Oh, Jay. So it was right <laughs> oh. hidden right behind the yeah. same spot. But this guy knew there was a weak spot in that wall, and he could punch. He was just you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it and, and we. So then it became like every night after the closing, we'd go look in the bathroom like, did he hit it? Did he hit it? And we're like, oh, it was like three weeks and we we kept waiting. And then there was one night after and Sam, he ran out of the bathroom. He was so excited. He was like, dude, you got to come look. Walked in that bathroom, man, and that was just blood trickling oh. down. And a little bit of his knuckles were left in, the, left in, in there. The, oh, yeah. Mm. It was, um, so that was, a yeah. you know. It, and I think the statute of limitations are up on that. I think so. You don't have to get you're not gonna get in trouble for that. Thank goodness. Man. No. <laughs> that, 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 thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, there was so you know yeah. so many interesting stories, man. So crazy yeah. things going I mean, on. And that's the, just like one of them. You know, oh, I know there's a lot I could, of stuff. I should man. write a book. I know, man. You know, and it's funny. Like uh, um, Kennedy, she your oldest daughter. Like she graduated college, and you're you know celebrating, and y'all, and she's out celebrating, and Kennedy's doing what college kids do. And, but I asked her the other day, I asked her the other day, I go, well, you didn't give her a, a going to Cancun. And I said, you didn't get her a cement mixer, did you? And you were like, nope, I didn't do that because that's what you did for me on my 21st birthday, you <laughs> son of a bitch, dude. It was the worst thing ever. Well, you know, I really, I, I kind of regret doing that. Oh, God, whatever. No, no, because you, you know, I think you talk about me being a sort of level of cool. You were, you were quite the level of cool, man. You, you, um, you had a fan club and you had, a, you, I mean, everybody wanted to be around Ty. But so when Ty turned 20, uh, was it 21? Was that the yeah, day? It was yeah, my, 21. Yeah. So it was my first night to get into Midnight Rodeo because it was 21 and up. Right. And, and you wouldn't uh, let me in. Uh, no, I, I never let him in before he was 21. Yeah. And, uh, and I used that, too, for yeah, other, no. other people. I said, look, I don't even let my family in. I don't let my brother in, so don't try to get in on me. So uh, that that's probably another podcast, too. Yeah. But so but when Ty came in on his 21st birthday, um, he was so excited, so pumped. And <laughs> you know, I, got kid, him, I got him a round of shots, and um, yeah. Yeah, they were all doing their shots. Then I was like, I told my bartender. So we have this little inside joke in the bar business. Uh, there's a, a, a drink called a cement mixer, and it's... It's um, does it even have alcohol in it? No, it, it doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. No, okay. no, it doesn't have alcohol. God, I even feel it, worse. It, it's no. got roses. It's called. It's it was the the brand was roses lime. You, you you would put it sometimes in margaritas and stuff. It was lime, and then it was um, uh, some type of cream. Um, and when you put it together, it curdled, but not right instantly. So uh, and it layered on top of it, and so you you 
we called it a cement mixer because and when we the instructions the were instructions <laughs> were when you drank it you swished it in your mouth to get the good effect yeah. of the shot and what it happens is when you swish it in your mouth it curdles in your mouth and it really um uh, you, you you almost vomit it's on the not spot. pleasant yeah it's not pleasant <laughs> and I, I can speak from experience because yeah i was like yeah give me that cement mixer what's up you know and i was like yeah i remember that bartender she goes yeah Ty, you have to put take this shot but then swish it you have to swish it and and then you swallow it and i was like okay dude and i swished it and that sucker got like like the thickest oatmeal you ever had in your life in, in my mouth and i mean I, I swallowed it but then it was like oh shit dude i mean this was bad so yeah i mean see the, the, but that's what older brothers are supposed to do I hey think. i'm sorry man no that's okay no, man no, hey. no, no it, it was uh it, you you i laughed uh and other people <laughs> laughed you didn't laugh you were mad at me for a while I for was, that but, one, hey, so. you know, but um and I uh, I told the story last week about on the air or on the podcast with Landry about you give me a swirly, you and Kippy, and so that that's a story also. But um, I digress, man. Okay, I just want you to know that now you're like you've moved on and you're in the you're in sales, you're in medical sales, and dude, you've won so many awards and so many trips. And speaking of, like you you, you would win so many trips that like even like. You started just taking family members on them because it was like, dude, this is getting old. And it's like you took mom on a trip one time that you won with your company. And then you took me. Mm-hmm. We went to San Diego. And speaking of, the U.S. Open starts tomorrow. Right. And it's at Tory Ponds. Oh. And yeah, and that's, we get we, to play at Tory Ponds. And, we did. And uh, do you remember the first tee box? <laughs> Tory Ponds the first tee box? I do. So, yeah. Tell it. Yeah. So, we were on the first tee box at Tory Ponds and uh, this beautiful, beautiful golf course. I mean, it's it, it's right on the ocean up San Diego, La Jolla. I mean, it it just, it's, it's unreal that I even played there. Number one, I shouldn't have played there, but I mean, because it's, it's so hard. But, and uh, we played there early in the morning and like they have this big uh, clubhouse and it's two stories and on the top, second story, there's this big breakfast, like, patio kind of thing and everybody's up there like eating breakfast and they announce everybody's name and everybody gets quiet when you hit your first tee shot off number one so it's like you know they were like number one tee box jay king and jay steps up and hits his tee box hits his shot and then everybody goes back to eating you know it's like there's a quiet and then all of a sudden you can just start eating again and then they're like now who played glenn because i think glenn played with us yeah glenn whoever and then clint Steele, and he hits and y'all hit it your drives and then <laughs> i you know 30 hit mine and I mean, I topped it like topped it real bad, like five feet maybe. I don't like. I don't think it got off. It didn't get off the tee no, box. No, no, you know, and like I could walk over and go get it. <laughs> so I did. I walked forward like five yards, and I got it. And they don't announce your name the second time. I just, you know, <laughs> I just repeated it up. And, you know, people just kept eating their shit. Everyone's eating Nobody got quiet for anything. And I was like, damn. So, but, I felt uh, bad for you. I felt uh, bad yeah, for you on that. Yeah, no. Man, that was rough. And I only lost like 30 balls that day. Oh, and it was funny because you could see right where it go. You go right to it. And it was just in this rough. And it was like, dude, it is in this grass. I know it's in here. No. Yeah. That was but a tough course. You talk about amazing experiences, though, man. And I mean, you, and you're so successful in that. And, and you've, you built a good life. So, man, just kudos to you for just, I don't know, being awesome. But, hey, you ready to play Tied Down? Let's play. All right. All right. All right. So, all right, folks. We're going to play Tied Down. We just I'm a little did, nervous. I know. You should be. You I'm should be. I'm a little nervous. Yeah. So, um, Can I but, phone a friend? No, no, because here's here's the rules, okay, Jay. I wanted to tell you who, how tied down is played. Uh, let me get my phone clock to do a stop clock, stopwatch. Uh, you get ten answers, right? 
um, when you get 10 seconds, excuse me, 10 seconds for each question. Okay. And your time starts when I get through reading the question. Okay. Okay. So there are five questions, right? And I will decide whether you win or lose. Granted, the easiest way to win is to get three. Okay. If you get three, uh, I think you win automatically. Okay. Okay. Because there's no negative points in, in tied down. But um, some of the questions may be just like an opinion. So, like, for example, last week I asked uh, Landry Griffith, who's the best catcher of all time? Mm-hmm. And he said, Yadier Molina. And that's correct. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. he got that right. So, if you know, so you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, don't ask me that question, by the uh, way. Well, not. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever ask a question twice. Okay. At least good. that, that okay, well, don't hold me to that. But, um, so, here's what we're going to do. So, we'll start. All right. And when I start, I'll do the stopwatch, and um, for 10 seconds, you'll have 10 seconds to answer, all right? Okay. Are we, are we ready? All right. So, <clears throat> okay, Jay, are you ready? Go. Now, officially, right now, you are tied down. You are all tied down. Okay. No, sorry. That's so cheesy, but I still, want to say, <laughs> I still want to say it. So, okay. And the question number one is, I want the name of three nightclubs you DJed in. Go. Sugars, Midnight Rodeo, and Friends. Correct, I guess. Okay, you got that one right. All right, good. All right. The Sugars, really? That was the name of a club? Sugars in San Angelo, 1985. That was really the first club I DJed in. I just remember, like, what was the one in Lubbock? Uh, oh, the Villa. I the Villa, DJed the Villa. Was the other one, there was the one that was, like, on slide and... Uh, there's like little building behind like in this apartment complex like it was right there oh that was safari club safari club oh, dude, yeah. sugars safari club uh, dude yeah yeah i, I could have gone five on that one. i know see i think that i, I think names point? of clubs are pretty good yeah. so i didn't know if you could come up with three that quick but um, okay whatever you got like a 10 20 30 of them you could say though i got you so all right number two you got one right all right okay you're one for one number two and think about this don't just spout out an okay. answer okay all right Number two, who is the best fantasy football player you know? Not, not, a, not the player that plays in the game, the best fantasy football owner that you know. One second. I'm going to say you. Yes, that's correct. Okay, <laughs> make sure. I'll, gosh, oh my, dude. Well, I just want to win the game. Yes. <laughs> You want to win the game. Well, how many championships have you won, Jay? Um, Not as many as you. Exactly. That's the correct answer also, but that's not one of the questions. So you're two for two. Okay. All right. Now, this is where it gets tricky. Okay, Jay, you are the father of three girls. We've talked about that. Mm -hmm. There is a correct answer to this. Okay. If you had had a boy, what would you have named him? Go. Keston. That is incorrect. Sorry, just want you to know, is the, the correct answer is Jerome. Dude, Jerome is the right answer, okay? So, no, not Keston. Nope. That, that, yeah, that's incorrect. I don't, that, nothing, wrong, nothing wrong with that name. This is not the right answer. Dude, you should have just named it. Jerome? Name is Jerome? Dude, I would give anything for my name to be Jerome. Like, I would like that. And I just think that's a cool-ass name. I'll start calling you Jerome. No, I'm not I'm, I'm cool with that, but yep. just... Jerome. Okay. I have, I have something about that name. I like Jerome, so that was the correct answer. I'll so. name my next dog Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Number four. Are you ready? You have two right. What group was Lionel Richie the lead singer of? The Commodores. Oh, you got it, man. That's number three. You did it. <laughs> the Commodores. You had to think about it. You had to think about it. But okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad so you introduced me to I have a love with Lionel Richie and, and and you kind of because we shared a room for so long, like right. the stereo was yours and you played your music. So like that's where I kind of developed my love for like R and B music. Like you played the Commodores, man. I was like, Yeah, this yeah. is this is nice. Yeah, this is nice. Um Okay, we're going to finish up the game, even though officially I think you've won. Um, question number five, and there's a bonus question. But, okay, good, uh, good. But question number five. Um, this will challenge you a little bit. All right. Question number five. I need three Division One colleges, okay, that one of their major, outside of Texas, mm-hmm. outside of the state of Texas, that one of their main colors is orange. Go. Syracuse, one. Miami Hurricanes. I'll take it too. UTEP's in Texas, so that that won't count. Orange. Eleven seconds. Oh, dude, that that, that time went by. Are you sure on that clock, dude? I started it after I said the question because Tennessee was right on the tip of my tongue. You didn't say that. (laughs) I know you could have said Oregon State. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think. Bowling Green is orange. I think Virginia, you could have said that. You could have said Florida. I won't say Virginia on anything. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, you could have said Florida. I could have said Florida. Well, yeah, but I didn't, you know, and I didn't even have Miami on my list, so I was good. I, you know, I gave it to you. Tennessee, you got, you got Tennessee out. Because I wouldn't want you to say Texas. And I mean, is UTEP really in Texas? I don't know. I mean, depends on who you ask. But, <laughs> All right. So, so what's, that, the, what's the bonus question? But I've bonus won, question. But I, okay. I, I'm trying to set the record. Bonus here. question is. Okay. And it's, I mean, okay. All right. Who is our mom and dad's favorite child? Go. It's me. No, it's Kippy, dude. Come on. Come on. It's easy. Why well, already won? I already won. Okay, you're just I, trying to I, go. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm well, not going to be one. on the next podcast. I got to finish <laughs> off yeah, you on the high. You are good, man. You finished strong. You did, but it is Kippy. And I think you want to. You, there's no uh, argument I, I, there. I, if I had to go back and, 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 and change, and change answer, my answer, would. it'd be Kippy. Yeah, because right. there's no way that Dad would say you or me, and I don't think there's any way Mom would say you or me. You're right. Yeah. No, you're right. It's Kippy. I, just, I think the the correct answer is always Kippy. That's correct. You're, yeah. you're, 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 you're right. <laughs> so, you're, you're, oh, for sure, man. Well, hey, I'm going to have you back. Um, um, I'm going to do, when I get my other mic set up and I have to, I'm going to have you back, you and Kippy back, and we're going to have a uh, brother, sister, siblings episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, but We'll talk to Swirly then. Yeah, we can really get the Swirly uh, story that, from the, uh, right from the Swirly's mouth, you know, from you guys. And so, but man, awesome today. Thank you for coming in and uh, talking about dad and, and um, you were officially untied. I would like to say that. Oh, very good. Yeah, no, so you're, you're I feel winner. better already. Yeah, there you go. And uh, thank you for the zucchinis, man. And um, dude, you're awesome. Thanks for talking about dad. Thanks for being an awesome dad. Thanks for being who you are. And sorry I couldn't get them. I hope this works. I hope this sound, sounds okay because I don't know. We're not, I, we're playing it. We're, we're really gambling here. But um, man, thanks, man. I appreciate well, I wanna, you coming in. I want to thank you for having me. Um, yep. Happy Father's Day to uh, our dad. Yep. Um, and um, I'm just blessed to have. Uh, the, blessed to be the father of three amazing yeah. girls Channing, yeah. Remy, Kennedy mm-hmm. um, I love you girls And mm-hmm. uh, I, I couldn't be more proud 
to be their dad. Be, so I couldn't be more proud to be their uncle. I mean, I, I really, you really have y'all done you and Anissa and, and have done a great job and and just um, just being awesome. I mean, I just you guys are awesome dads, and I couldn't have a better father on for Father's Day. So uh, thanks for that, man. I appreciate so, it. It's honor, right, honor to be on, buddy. Yeah. And so as you know, I ended my uh, all my phone calls in the nineties uh, one particular way. And so as I, if you want to join in, you can. As I ended all of my phone calls in the 90s peace that was not we didn't do that on sync but that's fine one more time one two three peace there it is